The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Why is forgiveness hard to do? Why is it so important to God? And how does forgiveness work with repeat offenses? Well, this is Grace in Focus, and we thank you for joining us for another episode. This program comes to you as a part of the ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We'd love for you to know more about us, and you can do that through our website, faithalone.org. We have many free grace articles and books and blogs and videos right there on our site, and our magazine, subscription-free, is Grace in Focus. Find it all, as well as information about our online seminary at faithalone.org. Now Ken Yates and Catherine Wright will bring us our discussion today from the book of Romans, chapter 12. This passage that we're going to look at, these verses that we're going to look at, deal with taking revenge Mm. on people. Mm -hmm. And that is completely a human trait that I think all of us can relate to. If you do me wrong, I'm going to get you back. I think there's also just a lot of movies about reven- you know, oh, revenge man. stories. Some yeah. of the best movies are revenge stories. Oh, right? yeah. Like uh, Taken and John Wick. You oh, know, my gosh. He killed yeah. his dog. And he's gonna- yeah. <laughs> he kills the whole world I because know. somebody killed his dog. <laughs> really? <laughs> he shoots yeah. everybody. Yeah. But Paul... I'm not sure if those are the best examples of what I was thinking, but I do think Which that- one are you thinking I of? don't know, but oh. just I do think that there's something inherently... It feels good to see somebody take vengeance when it's justified. That's a very human trait, and we see it even in films quite a bit. That's a common Well, even theme. we say we want the Lord to come back to give righteous judgment right. because of all the evil that's been done in the world. Right. All of these issues come up with what Paul has to say, and I'm almost positive there's nobody who hears these verses of Paul and doesn't have a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, I got like, a lot of questions. what is going on here? Uh, let me just read these verses. They're in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 17. Paul says this, Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And here's another one. <laughs> Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Wow. A number of issues here. One of the issues is, is Paul talking about the way we treat people within the church, out of the church, or both? Mm -hmm. It seems pretty clear to me that he's talking about all men. All men here. And the reason we're making that distinction is because right before this, he was talking about spiritual gifts. Right. And that's obviously about in two believers, but you're saying there's a shift here or there's now he's broadening. Yes. The Don't take vengeance upon anybody. Right. No one. He says in verse 17, repay no one evil for evil and believers can do evil things. And no one there is, if I remember correctly from my Greek text, emphasize. Right. You know, to the, no one. Yeah. 
take vengeance. So that would include both believers and unbelievers. And boy, this is tough, isn't it? It is. One of the issues here is I'm reminded in 1 Corinthians when Paul talks about taking other believers to court, and he forbids that. Mm. But then he says, do it in front of the church. So someone could come to these verses and say, well, if you're ever wrong, just don't say anything. Don't, you know, you don't bring it up. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. Right. And that can't be what Paul means. Well, also in the Corinthians passage, that only pertains to other believers. Exactly. So he's not exempting your right to take an unbeliever to court. Right. And so would that be vengeance? Right. I think Catherine and I talked about this. It seems to be that what Paul is saying is what we call tit for tat. You know, Mm -hmm. you scratch my car. I know you did it, but you were not going to fix it. So I'm going to go scratch your car. Right. That's what we're talking about here. Sin should not be responded to with sin. Right. Evil with evil. But it's not the same thing as saying, well, you just act like nothing happened. I forget that everything happened. You just ignore things. Right. You ignore the sin. And also in the New Testament, we're told that if someone, a believer, wrongs you, you go to them. Mm. So again, it's not a point of, okay, I'm an ostrich with my head in the sand. Nothing happened. That's not what Paul is talking about. I think there's a lot of misapplication is what we're saying as it deals with this passage, because there is a very heavy vein um, you know, this train of thought within the church today that, well, if somebody sins or if somebody does something wrong, you should just ignore it. Right. Or just like we said, you know, even the expression forgive and forget there. And that is often seen as the right thing to do, or even the spiritually mature thing to do. And I think what we're trying to say is that's obviously not what Paul's meaning by this. What he's addressing is don't respond evil with evil. That's right. So that's a couple of the, uh, what would we say? Issues. Yeah, some of the foundational issues deal with here. I'll also add, I think we have to define vengeance, you know, is that tit for tat, which is distinct from consequences. This is not to say there aren't consequences, you know, if we were to give that car illustration. No, we shouldn't go now key the other guy's car. But does that mean I can't go to him and say, hey, you keyed my car. You need to pay me for the repair. Right. That there's consequences to this. And it seems like in First Corinthians that as an unbeliever, you could take them to court. Yeah. As you mentioned. Sure. And now are we saying here then that, okay, I take them to court and the court says, okay, yeah, you did key Ken's car. You need to pay him. So the court does it. I'm not taking vengeance. Right. But if the court says... No, we don't have enough evidence, even though I'm convinced that he did it. I may have even seen him do it, Mm -hmm. but the court says no, then I'm still not to say, all right, I'm going to go slash your tires. Exactly. It seems to be that's what Paul is saying. Right. So he goes on to say in uh, verse 18, if it is possible, as much as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. Now, that seems to suggest that. In some cases, it may not be possible. But once again, vengeance is not to be taken. You're not to take it into your own hand. Boy, that would be tough. Mm -hmm. You know, if the person that is wronging you just keeps doing it, and what would that look like? And certainly Paul, in his own experiences, 
was well aware of that as he was persecuted, not just by unbelievers, but also with believers within the church. Mm -hmm. So there may be times where we would have to, what, move or (laughs) Mm -hmm. get uh, protection from the government if it's possible, if someone is particularly evil towards you, something like that. Right. And so, again, but this and another thing we've talked about, this is not the same thing as forgiving. I was about to say that. I think if we could also just make a distinction, we, like I said just a minute ago, not taking vengeance, is we, we need to keep that as uh, distinct from consequences. Okay, you didn't take vengeance. That's not the same thing as seeking consequences. You can seek consequences. There are consequences to things. Um, you know, another illustration of that, if my husband cheats on me, that doesn't give me the right to go and, you know, sleep with some other man, right? That would be vengeance. But I do have the right to divorce him mm-hmm. in that case. So those are the consequences. And that would not be taking vengeance. And that's not taking vengeance. Exactly. That's not so, a tit for tat. Exactly. So we have to make that distinction. But then also, I'm not going to take vengeance on you. That needs to remain distinct from what is forgiveness. And now we're talking about within the church. Correct. You know, if a... If a believer has wronged you mm-hmm. and you do not take it vengeance, and it's kind of interesting here, Paul says, if if it's possible with you, be at peace. If there is a believer who is constantly doing something to you. They're keying your car every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday, they're just putting a swipe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, forgiveness deals with fellowship. Yeah. So. I cannot have fellowship with somebody, but still not take vengeance upon them. A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is a this is a tough passage of scripture and mm-hmm. all the issues that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paul goes on and he says, "Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath." And that's important in the book of Romans. What does Paul mean by wrath in Romans? Well, if you've been following our series on the book of Romans, we've argued that, first of all, wrath is not dealing with a future judgment like the great white throne judgment for unbelievers, but it is dealing with present day consequences of sin. This is the result of what happens when you, the unrighteousness and ungodliness of men, again, that would be both for believers and unbelievers it is the result of of sin what comes so from it's it. interesting here that paul is saying that the vengeance mm-hmm. well he says vengeance is mine right. the lord's wrath is going to fall upon him let him do it this here and now <laughs> here and now yeah yeah and that's interesting the question is do we believe that you know because it's so tempting to say if i don't do tit for tat he's going to get away with it And it's also very tempting to say, no, I'm going to do this so he doesn't do it to anybody else. I'm going to teach him a lesson. Mm -hmm. And you can even justify it by saying, this is good. Because if he keyed my car, he's going to key someone else's car. But if I do it to him, I'm going to teach him. But what Paul is saying is, that's God's job. And again, it's not God's going to send him to hell. That's not the issue at all. No, The wrath. Mm -hmm. And so then he goes on to say... Boy, how hard is this? Instead of taking vengeance, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Be kind to him is basically what Paul is saying. And if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And he goes, in doing so, you'll heap coals of fire upon his head. Catherine and I talked about that. What does that mean? That comes from Proverbs. It seems to be the main point would be 
that in being kind to him, in some way, what you're showing is you are leaving God's wrath up to God and that you're not going to take it into your own hands. Mm -hmm. So you're showing him this judgment that's coming upon him, something like that. Yeah. It's a hard one. You know, is it also this idea that the nicer you are to someone, the more ashamed they are as well. They're bringing more shame upon themselves. Yeah. And we certainly heard stories of that. You know, how bad would a person feel if they did you wrong and you're kind to them? Right. The bottom line is you're leaving that vengeance up to God, God's wrath. Let God deal with him. Mm -hmm. Boy. I know that uh, everybody who reads these verses say, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, in our, it's in our very DNA. Mm-hmm. But uh, think about these verses, and maybe you have a better way to explain them. And if you do, let me know. And in the meantime, keep, keep grace, grace in focus. Are you interested in finding other free grace believers just like yourself in your area? On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. It's at faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, we think about the believer's relation to and submission to government. I hope you'll join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.